0: Welcome to the Summit of Mentor Mountain, everybody. My name is Cole, and if you didn't know, Naples, Florida is one of the richest cities in the United States. And Mike Park has built a referral-based business, no advertising needed, in that city. And he's done so and kept teams of his own employees busy with the business that draws in, and today we get to learn how he's done it. And trust me, there are trials and failures along the way of which we will be able to learn from him. And I just know that you're gonna enjoy the episode. He's a great guy. Now, before we get into it, if we haven't met before, my name is Cole. And this is the show where people who have done amazing things get to tell their stories and share wisdom with us all. So if you like that kind of thing, please drop a like and subscribe. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please leave a review or stay tuned for future episodes. Now Let's get on with the show. Mike Park, thanks for joining us. Hey, <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for
1: having me. Yeah, of course. So what made you become an entrepreneur? You know, that's, that's a good question. I, I never sought out to be an entrepreneur. I, I come from an, a, a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, my mom uh, taught gymnastics and had, uh, we had a gymnasium built onto our house and uh, my basement was a tumbling floor Uh, we had a trampoline uneven bars and so my mom uh, she had her her own business and my dad was a general contractor i used to work with him uh, every summer uh, almost i would go and work with him and he would teach me how to do stuff and i mean even from a a little kid and and during the winter time my dad would sell christmas trees and i would go and work for him selling christmas trees my first kind of exposure to doing my own thing i guess would have been with him uh, I don't know. I was probably about eight or eight or ten years old, and when my dad would trim the trees, he would cut the tops off, and he made his own uh, uh, custom-made flocking machine. He'd spray them with a little white powder and had the hose. He'd squirt it on and and do all that. And I took the top of this little this little tiny tree, and we had just a little cleat, which is basically just a four by four little piece of wood. And I put a nail through it and I put it on top and made a little tree. And I showed my dad. I'm like, hey, I made my own little Christmas tree. And, He thought that was the neatest thing. That's so cool. And for the first couple of years, I didn't do anything with it. But I every year I would make a couple of little trees or or kind of play around with them. And my dad's like, "Why don't don't you sell those?" So I went. I started making these little trees and I sold them for like fifty cents a piece, and they sold like hotcakes. (laughs) That's so cool. Over the next few years, that developed into you know I used to go and work for him hourly. And then when I was done hourly, I would clock out and I'd go work on my trees. Well, I got so successful at selling those little trees, um, I I didn't even work for my dad anymore. I mean, I would show up, go do my trees. Uh, They would sell them. And uh, my my stepmother and and my my oldest brother, who was my dad's partner – they they kind of they saw this and 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 a they saw like hey you're not even you're not even working anymore okay you're you're working for yourself <laughs> but they didn't you know they did not appreciate that yeah you know you need to, you need to be learning you need to be working hourly you need to be doing this for dad and and uh, they my, my oldest brother he kind of got down on me a little bit about it and uh and my stepmom she she didn't like the idea that i I'd just come in and i'd like money please you know like <laughs> pay me at the end of every night you know and i'd go home with wads of cash and she's like for a 12-year-old kid, he should not be making that much money because I could make way more money doing that than I could work an hourly for my dad. Uh, so my dad pulled me aside and says, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to have to charge you some overhead and, uh, you know, the materials are mine, the the shop's mine, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge you 10%. And I, I didn't balk. I'm like, okay, sure, great. I raised my price 20% and I end up making an extra 10% because he threw that in there.
0: Though Mike did not yet have his own company, he still used that good old creativity to solve problems. At age 21, Mike, as an entry-level worker, ended up saving his company over a million dollars just by switching up a simple process in their operations. But then he later on was fired because he was late one too many times. He then found a new job doing soffit siding and fascia for a construction company And did that for a while, found he got pretty good at it until him and his boss had a falling out, which made Mike, he ended up just starting his own soffit siding and fascia company, which proved a little bit more difficult than he thought with the integrity that he wanted to show his clients.
1: Uh, Right out of the get go, I I hired this other guy to do rain gutter for me. Mm. And so I was selling the rain gutter with it. He'd come in and install it for me because he had a machine and everything. And um, we got we just we, we ran into the wrong client. Uh, he was very, very particular mm. about how everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be just right. And there was nothing wrong with my soften fascia, mm. nothing wrong at all. But when the guy went to hang the gutter, he hung the he hung all of the gutter just too low in certain areas. And so it was actually below the edge, drip edge in some areas. And the, the homeowner was upset about that and it wasn't leaking. It wasn't a problem. It's just it, 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 he could tell it wasn't done correctly. So I told him, oh, no problem. I'll create a flashing to go up underneath there and into the, the, the rain gutter and that will solve the problem. Yeah, he wouldn't accept that. He says, no, the rain gutter has to be tore off and redone. And because there's holes in your fascia, all the fascia has to be tore off and be redone or I'm not paying you. And so, I mean, I, you know, I just literally, I, I bought my materials on credit. You know, I had yeah. no money whatsoever, just started out. And uh, I talked to the rain gutter guy and, and, and he was another young kid like myself, started his own business. And uh, there was just, we tried to negotiate and talk with this guy and there was just no way about it. And so the rain gutter guy said, I'm just, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to go take down my gutter and you find somebody else. And so I, I went and I put up new fascia. Replaced all the fascia. I got another rain gutter guy to come and put up the rain gutter and, and paid him. But I learned something uh, at that juncture, and that's don't ever cut corners. That's a- don't, don't ever do something that's not absolutely the correct way to do it because you're, you'll you pay for it in the end. Yeah, You know, I had to buy new fascia, my labor, my time, everything that I put into that. It was kind of a, a light bulb moment like, okay, remember this, remember this. Uh, don't let this happen again. And uh, that, that really put the emphasis on quality quality work and, and, and what you needed to do to, to make it right. What was the conversation <clears throat> with
0: your wife about starting your own business and, and, uh,
1: and growing money that way? You know, I'm amazed at the faith my wife had in me. She thought that I was so much more competent than I actually was, <laughs> truthfully. I mean, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally just making it up as I went along. And and, and a lot of it was just naivety. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what I didn't know. And yeah. so I just well, I can figure it out. And I, I just kind of had that attitude that I would figure it out. And somehow I would one way or another. And and I learned, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, Um uh, you know, and and that's really how you learn. Yeah. You have to learn from those mistakes. You can't let them discourage you because there's so many times where, you know, she's like, "Well, maybe i just got to get another job." She 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 like uh, her big thing was security. I need to feel secure. I need to feel that you're going to be able to take care of our family. Yeah, and if you can do this on your own, great. But if you can't, you're you're going back to work for somebody else. And and that kind of put pressure on me to be successful. I, I didn't want to fail. I did not want to fail her. Yeah. And so she she did, ex, you know, extend a lot of faith in me, but it, it wasn't just blind faith. It was like, you, you, you better perform, yeah. you know, <laughs> you better, you better figure this out. And, uh, and so really, it was just tenacity. Um, I went out and, and really, I, I hustled work. That's how I got work. Uh, I wasn't afraid to knock on doors to cold call people. Uh, you know, Hey, what's, what's your, what's your, what's your bid? I'll beat your bid by 500 bucks. I mean, I'd come up with all kinds of strategies to try to get, you know, get that job. And, uh, you know, it, it, seemed to work for me. Mike was not only scrappy with
0: the soffit siding and fascia, but he was also scrappy with taking on additional jobs that he didn't yet know how to do.
1: Okay. Um, well, uh, Hey, let's do windows. Why not? Uh, let's start replacing windows in homes. And hey, while we're at it, let's sell windows to new construction contractors. Not, you know. And my wife's like, "Do you know anything about windows?" I'm like, "Nope." You know, I didn't even know how to install them. I ordered an entire job of windows for a new construction house and agreed to install them. Never installed a window before. Oh man, <laughs> that is crazy. Oh. I, I was about five windows in before I realized, oh you gotta you gotta use flashing? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So I had to pull the windows out, put flashing in, start asking a lot of questions. And this uh, was before you, you too. Know, I mean, I, oh yeah, 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 people this generation has no idea how well you have how much information is at your fingertips. So much. Even though Mike was working
0: extremely hard. There was an external circumstance coming to rock
1: his world. I actually started doing pretty good for a little while until they announced the Olympics was coming to Utah. I think that was back in 1997 is when they announced the 2002 Olympics. Mm. And shortly after that, every contractor and their dog came to Utah looking for work. Mm. A lot of residential contractors, and it was mostly commercial work and infrastructure that was going in. But, you, you know, Utah just seemed to be a great state. People flocked there. And, and I remember bidding work, and I was bidding work cheaper than I had been eight years prior. Oh, That's how bad man. and how competitive the market was. And, and it got to the point where, you know, and I, I built a house up in Linden, and I bought a boat. I, I kind of got ahead of myself because, you know, uh, things, were, things were going well. Yeah. And, and had things continued on that trajectory, I would have been fine. Yeah, but but when the market softened and everything really slowed down, that really hit me hard. And I, I tried to salvage it. I took out a second mortgage on my home, uh, took out some equity to, to try to make things float. And I had—I uh, I told you—I'd started to get into windows, and so I was doing windows for a couple of contractors. Had some stuff going off from homeowners, uh, and I had two homeowners and one major contractor all claim bankruptcy on me oh. within three months and and i and i just borrowed all this money from the bank to climb out of this hole and i'm right back in the hole and i'm literally like what am i gonna do
0: yeah
1: what am i gonna do i'm looking at my books and i'm realizing in six months i am bankrupt Mm -hmm. no matter what i do i i I, you know uh, there's just there's the 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 profit margin is so low now on these jobs and i can't bid it higher because i wouldn't get the work people are just undercutting me left and right and i'm realizing like I'm. I got I got I got to change I got to do something different and so I I I I was desperate I did not know what to do I remember mm. sitting in my basement crying mm. praying getting on my knees begging God please help me find a way out of this what am I going to do I, there's got to be something I can some way I can salvage this and I'm I'm looking for you know a pile of cash to appear in the corners what I'm looking for yeah. that's where my mind was at can you just send me is there an inheritance somewhere I haven't gotten? <laughs> a lottery ticket I need to buy? What, What? Yes. you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking for the easy fix. And, and I was just really at the pits of despair. Mm. And I hadn't told my wife. She had no idea what was going on. And I'm realizing that my entire world is getting ready to crumble on me. And it, it hollowed me out. Mm. I felt like a shell of a man. I felt like such a failure. Like I just... I can't believe I was in this predicament, you know, and, and part of it was my own fault. And part of it was just circumstances of, of being in a soft market and people pulling the plug and there's not a lot you can do on that. So I I finally broke it to my wife and, Oh, I was so scared. I was Mm -hmm. so terrified to tell my wife,
0: how did you, well, you know what you said
1: not to do Uh, so much better than I thought oh good but 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 she was absolute she's like well we're not claiming bankruptcy and living here Hmm. so we're moving she's like i i can't stand the embarrassment and facing these people and uh, yeah no we're we're you know and my my brother-in-law who was also in the construction industry they had moved out to florida Hmm. which is where i'm at now we we uh we used to come out here all the time we'd come out here almost every year we'd go to disney disney world we'd go on a cruise we'd Hmm. stay with them we'd go to the beach and, and uh, my brother and I was always trying to get me to, to move out here. And, uh, oh, there's so much work. And he was always talking it up. And at the time, I had no interest of in moving to Florida. I'd never lived anywhere but Utah. You know, it just kind of scared, scared me to even think about it. And I, I had no desires. But, but once I realized I had no choice, my wife's like, yeah, we're not staying here. Uh, where do you want to move to? And, and, and obviously, you know, they'd been talking about the market. And so I, I flew out here to Florida. I spent two weeks out here doing research on the market. Uh, what could I do? How could I do it? How could I make this work? You know, I don't have any accounts. I don't have any contractors. I don't have any business. I have, I have nothing out here to, to start over with, but I'm, I'm between a rock and a hard spot. Yeah. And so, uh, so we made the decision. Okay, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. Um, you know, we, uh, uh hired a moving company, loaded everything up, equipment and all. I had, uh, uh, my, my car uh, and, and my truck both had hitches on them and I had two trailers. I, I towed the, the rain gutter machine with me. And then the other trailer had all my ladders and planks and all my siding equipment on it. Mm. And we drove all the way across the country. We were lucky to find a house that somebody had pulled out of. Mm. We were able to step into it was almost done. And I mean, I, we closed on that, you know, really, cause here I have all this looming debt in Utah and we were able to, to get in and and they changed the closing on us. They changed the amount on us. Um, and I mean, I'm beg borrowing everything. I'm down to just scraps of pennies to even have that final amount to be able to close on this house. Yeah. Knowing that doom and gloom is about ready to overtake me in the background, and and at the time I actually thought I had a pretty good plan mm-hmm. that I was I was going to be able to pay everybody off. Yeah. And and I, I yeah I because I just I couldn't I couldn't stomach the fact that. I was going to leave people hanging. Yeah, like I was, you know, my dad really instilled in in me a lot of integrity, and and you're a man of your word, and and you pay your bills, and and so I I, I was really struggling with that, and I had this plan, uh, once we got out here and and got things going, well, through some unfortunate events and some letters that got sent to all of my suppliers and my banker and everybody under the everybody under the sun, the wolves descended, but it, mm. luckily we we got into the house. But then all my creditors came for me, and, and the wolves descended, and I'm fighting them off. And it I got to the point where I had no choice, but I had, to, I had to declare bankruptcy. And that was a humbling experience because I felt like crap. Yeah, I mean, I, I loathed myself. I just couldn't believe that, that I had, was at that point. Despite financial challenges, life still goes on. When I first got out here, I, I started working for my brother-in-law. Just hourly. In fact, I don't think it was hourly. I think he was paying me two hundred bucks a day, and I, I was so distraught. I remember, I remember at the end of the day, him having me two hundred bucks, and I'm like, "Thank you, hmm. thank you." Like I just, I didn't even feel like I deserved the two hundred dollars. You know, I just hmm. like was just so down myself. And I would look back and I'm like, "How did I own my own business? How did I manage employees?" Like I couldn't fathom that I had done that before. I hmm. was in such a, a such a state of despair, and and I just I'd given up. Like I. I'm not going to be able to do this again and those those were some dark times to to really go through i would lost hope i'd like that lost, lost the fire i didn't see a way out i figured well i guess i'm just going to work for my brother-in-law the rest of my life i mean it was just you know yeah. but that 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 passed um how long were you, you working know, for your brother-in-law I realized, for you know probably only about six months um, I mean, I worked for them off and on steadily as a steady income for about six months. Mm. And then I picked up some side work for a, a cabinet maker installing cabinets. And uh, I'd done that with my dad. I knew a little bit about it. And it was kind of my dad's passion was cabinetry. He loved making cabinets. Mm. And I mean, I just hated everything construction back then. And I didn't even I didn't even realize like, oh, I know how to do this. Mm. Oh, I, I remember this. I remember my dad teaching me that. Oh, Yeah. And so that, that kind of rekindled a little bit, like, okay, I can I can do this. And so when I started installing the cabinets for this guy, he was like, hey, you're good. In fact, I want you on my high-end jobs because these other guys, they screw up the moldings all the time. And, and you're, like, all of your moldings, because it's, it's stain grade. It's not like you can, there's no caulk, there's no putty, there's no paint. Mm. You cut it perfect or it, it doesn't look good, you know, and yeah. so... Um, I, I, I realized I, I did kind of have a skill set. Um, I was very detail oriented. I could do good work, so I started doing, you know, uh, doing a lot of installs for him. And uh, uh, but he had some of his own problems. He ended up uh, going bankrupt himself, mm-hmm. and uh, so that work kind of drew up. And and at the time, I was trying to put myself out there. And so I got one client here, one client there. I do a little work for my brother-in-law. Another client here. And uh, just kind of got to, uh, you know, kind of got my fire back like, oh, I, I can do this. I, I, I can get back on this. I can. I, I do have a skill set and I'm just I can't worry about what I had before and getting that back. But what can I do today? What can I do to provide for my family? What can I do? I mean, my, I was paying like, you know, I think my interest rate on the loan. When we got in, it was like 7%, which is you know, not bad now. But You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the time, I think the, you know, the average rate was like three, four percent, you know, but oh, because wow. of what I was going through, I got kind of hit with some, uh, some harsh penalties there. And, and uh, I think my, I think my mortgage payment was $2,800 a month. Oh,
0: that's a ton uh, for you know, this. That this ton. was,
1: this is 20, uh, no, not uh, 23 years ago, 22 years ago, 22 years ago. Yeah, that's, I, that was, that was, that was a hefty amount. That and, is a uh, hefty amount. My, you know, my, it got, it got pretty hard. I mean, when I was working for my brother and law, my wife actually started working, her and her sister uh, started doing construction cleanup. Which uh, was the first time my wife has, has worked outside of the home. She always just took care of the kids and uh, had to put my youngest in daycare. My kids, uh, that was a traumatic experience for my kids moving out here. Mm. Uh, you know, growing up in, in, in Utah County, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of Mormons, uh, teachers don't swear. Yeah. The first day of school, my kids come home crying because <laughs> my teacher swore all day long. They said GD, <laughs> and da, 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 you know, and all this stuff. And just, they oh, were distraught and it. both my kids, you know, they, they, as soon as they turned uh, 18, they went out to Utah to back to school because they had all these fond memories of how great Utah was. And I can't wait to, when I'm older, I'm going to move to Utah. And, you know, it's all these things they wanted to do. And, and, uh they just kind of romanticized, uh, what that, what that was, but it was, it was hard. It was hard for them. It was hard for our whole family, but, uh, Mike's
0: the perfect example of just keep going because he eventually made it
1: out to our hope rekindled again, but it took time, but he didn't stop. You know, we slowly crawled out of it. I, I slowly, uh, started uh, doing a little bit more business. I got to the point where I had a storage unit and, uh, I, I, I got a, a cabinet line that I could buy and I started selling my own cabinets and I had five doors. I mean, they made like 200 doors, but I could only five, afford five samples and I would take them to the people's home. And I'm like, well, here's the five doors you can choose from. And here's what I can do. And I had these brochures and I had this stuff and I literally just started peddling my wares again and, and selling jobs and, and really selling myself. Um, I think that's that's kind of been uh, one of the things that's really helped me. I, I, I wasn't selling the product or selling. I was selling me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the job. I'm going to make sure that's right. I guarantee it. And I would use that word again. I could guarantee you're going to be happy. And, uh, I, you know, I, I tried to put it out there and really sell myself as, as, as the product, mm-hmm. not what I was doing or how I was going to do it. And, uh, you know, that was uh, it was a slow start. And there were hit and misses, uh, a lot of ups and downs um you know uh the good day was when i finally hired my first employee uh you know all right getting getting back on going getting some you know uh now i can afford to hire somebody and and somebody can help me do the work and hold that heavy cabinet that i'm trying to do by myself and it was kind of funny some of the things i used to do by myself i mean i did crown molding by myself i would take two by fours and cut them and wedge them against the walls to hold up the crown molding. And I would go and attach it. (laughs) I would people all the time, how do you do that by yourself? I mean, cabinets over my head. I made these little jigs that hold the cabinet up on the wall and screw them to the walls and do different things. And, uh, you know, I just did what had to be done. I didn't see limitations. I didn't know how to do everything. Uh, But I just, I knew I'd figure it out. Uh, I just had to I just had to look at it I had to get started yeah a lot of people think that they need to figure it out before they can get started Mm -hmm. and and I'm not that person I those uh, those thoughts that that uh, uh, analytical mind my analytical mind is opened up in the doing of something Mm. not the thinking about how I'm gonna do it it's been a
0: really long journey but Mike does really well for himself now and does it with no paid advertising he does it all referral base and this is how.
1: So I, I went out and really started working hard. Uh, now I have a building. I was able to get my Google place back, started doing work and, and really that's, that was the biggest thing I did. I started asking everybody for a review and I, and I phrase it like this. Is there any reason why you feel that you would not be able to give me a five star review? Mm. You know, So I'm telling them exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a five-star review. And is there any reason why you couldn't? Yeah. And almost all of them said, no, there's no reason why I wouldn't give you a five-star review. Okay, great. Here's the link. If you'll yeah. go ahead and click on this, leave me a review. Oh. And that's kind of how I started getting my five-star reviews. And if anybody, there was one customer that said, oh, I don't know if i give you a five-star review because we did have this, this, and this. Well, what can I do to make that right? Yeah. What can I do to get you, what, what would I have to do to get you to leave me a five-star review? And people are just be honest. They're like, "Well, you know, I, I was upset that you only bid one roll out. I wish I had two. So you want another roll out in that cabinet? Done. I'll do it right now. Will you give me a five star review if I do? Absolutely. Done. And I do it. Like, man, that fifty bucks for a review? Oh that, yeah. That review is worth so much more than fifty bucks. It's
0: golden. And you have so many five star reviews. Yeah. I was shocked. I, I went to your your page, and and typically with with remodel companies and construction companies, it's really hard. To have a very high five-star review ratio, and you were all five stars, and I was just dumbfounded. And I thought, okay, what's I, his secret? So I'm so glad you shared.
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, you know. I, I uh, you know, I started out advertising in, in a very prestigious magazine down here called Home of Design. Mm-hmm. They actually did a luxury home show every year, which I would get a booth in, and, and that created a kind of lot of work all that died with covid. You know, they stopped doing mm. that during covid. And I stopped advertising, but I got to the point where it's like I don't need I don't need to advertise cuz what you said is absolutely truth. If you look up all of the remodeling contractors, all the cabinet companies, anything that I do here in Naples, I am the only company with all five star reviews. Now the truth is is I actually had one bad review. Oh, but it really? wasn't from somebody I did it wasn't from somebody I did work with. Well, you know, reviews are funny. Anybody can leave a review for any reason. Yeah. If, if, now, now, they actually have things in place. If somebody leaves an erroneous review, you can get it removed. But it's a process. It's pretty hard to do. Mm. But if, there's, if, they, if they say, no, I really know he did that. That's their, you know, the, the, you know, I did work with that company or I did hire that company and this is what they did. Then they'll leave it on. So what happened was, is, uh, this was, uh, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago eight years ago seven eight years ago I used to golf on on Wednesdays so I never worked on Wednesdays that was my day off and so I made an appointment to go out and give a bid on a Thursday and this is down on Marco Island it's a, you know about a 40-minute drive from from my office where I'm at and uh, I, that morning I would usually call my appointments and just verify hey just calling to confirm the appointment today at such-and-such such time and whatever and so I called him up and he's like oh you missed it buddy well what do you mean I missed it And he's like yeah it was yesterday and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, no, I, I have down today. He's like, no, no, you told me Wednesday. And I, I knew I didn't tell him Wednesday because I didn't ever schedule anything on Wednesday. But I didn't even argue with him. I just told him, oh, you're right. It is my fault. I am so sorry. I must have screwed that up. I wrote down the wrong day. I apologize profusely. Uh, well, Hopefully, I can make it up to you. Would, you. would you like to reschedule? I can come today. I can come next week, whatever. And he's like, oh, no, you, you blew your chance. I want nothing to do with you. You wasted my time. I waited for an hour for you. And I'm like, well, I am so sorry. I'm like, I just, I, 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 can't believe I did that. I'm totally screwed up. My fault. I took full responsibility. And uh, you know, I said, well, look, if, if things don't work out, if you, if you're still looking for another competitive bid, give me a call. Uh, I'll still come out and, and I'll, I'll give you a bid. And he's like, nope, and hung up. And then the next day, he leaves a one-star review, and goes over there and blasts me. And he, I mean, he says what it was that he, you know, he he set an appointment and. We had an appointment set up, and I didn't show, and he waited an hour for me, and so he'll never hire this company because of that and stuff and uh I went from five five stars to four point eight overnight, and like, oh, that killed me yeah, that's a gut. and change. uh it it bothered me and, and and like two years went by, and one day I thought, why don't I just call that guy and and just reason with him, yeah. So I still had his phone number. I called him up and I said, hey, you remember me? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, yeah. Why are you calling me? And I'm like, well, you know, you, you went online and you, you left this review. And uh, I, I just don't think that it was really fair. If I would have done work for you, then I understand you going on leaving review. But if you go and you look at my page, I have all five-star reviews except for you. You're the only one. You're the only bad review I have. And you did, I didn't even do work for you. You didn't even get to see a chance to see what I could do. And I just kind of felt it was unfair. I was just hoping that, that you might reconsider and maybe take that down and uh, uh, allow me to, to keep my reputation intact. And so we did. And uh, that's how I got the one, one bad review taken off because it, it really wasn't a true review of what I did or, or how I did it. Uh, you know, and I've, I've had, uh, I mean, I don't know how many jobs I've done here in Naples. I mean, only about maybe 10% of people that say they're going to give me a review actually follow through and give me a review i mean most of my clients like oh yeah we'll give you a great review we'll give you a great review and i and i'm and and that's probably where i could uh do better is follow up with them Mm -hmm. hey did you have a chance to leave that review hey you know and i I get real busy and that's kind of things where i've uh let things go but uh no having having five-star reviews is is huge and and keeping that and i've i've been in situations where man something went wrong on the job something happened i know the homeowner wasn't happy and you know, oh, well, maybe I better not ask them for a review. What if they leave me a bad one? What if they, and I, I, I go back like, no, is there any reason why you couldn't leave me a five-star review? I go back to that question every time. Yeah. And uh, and I, I did have one customer say, oh, I just, I'd rather not leave you a review. Fair enough. You know. Yeah. A lot of people is like, oh, well, I don't have a Google account, so I, I don't want to use. You know, you have to you have a Google account to leave a Google review. Oh, hey, there's Facebook. Hey, there's Yelp. Hey, there's you know. And and truth is, I mean, between House, Yelp, Porch, Facebook, I don't know, there's three or four other ones, too, I can't even think of, I've been fortunate enough to have reviews on all of these sites, and so I kind of have a good, well-rounded reviews on a lot of different platforms, not just Google, not just that. But I will say Google does report all of the reviews, regardless of what platform they're on. Hmm. And so I think that's really helped me and strengthened me to, to get those numbers up and, and keep that reputation. And then I sell it. It's so the first thing I tell clients, um, you know, it's one kind of my, my closing pitch is I tell them they need to do their research. No matter who they're going to hire, they need to do the research. Don't believe me. I'm licensed because I tell you, Yeah. don't believe me. I'm licensed because it says so on my card. I could print these cards out on my computer. All I right. could put whatever number I want in there. It's not valid until you look it up and I'll give them the website. Go to, the, go to the state website, go to the county website, look this up, verify that I'm a licensed contractor, and then read my reviews and read everybody's reviews because now, especially today, like 15 years ago, no one wanted to leave reviews. People would ask you, can you give me five references? I want to know your last five customers. Of course, I'm only going to give them my favorite customers that right. were tickled pink with my work. Yeah. I'm not going to give them somebody that's upset with me. Right. So it, it's more more authentic now with the reviews, as long as you don't have false reviews on there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't even tell you how many jobs I've gotten. I had I had one um, uh, one little old lady. She came in and she knew exactly what she wanted. Shot. I don't want to waste your time. I want that white cabinet. I want this countertop. I want that backsplash. Yada 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 yada. yada. Uh, I need a bid. Can you give me a bid? I'm like, yeah. I'll well, have to come to your house. Well, do you have to come to my house? I'm like, well, yeah, I do. I have to come to your house. <laughs> well, I don't want to waste your time. I'm like, you're not wasting my time. I, I do it for free. I'd be happy to come out there. So I go out there. I measure everything up. I give her. I give her that same speech, and she comes in about two weeks later, and she says, Mike, uh, I think I'm going to go with you. And I'm like, great. And she's like, well, I had no intention of it. And I'm like, oh, what did I do? I'm thinking I offended <laughs> her. I said the wrong thing, you know. And she says, no, it it, it wasn't you at all. Well, it was you. She's like, you told me to check reviews. She's like, my neighbor had a remodeling company come in and do a remodel in her unit and she was tickled pink. I loved it. The job looked great. I got a quote from them. She's like, to be honest, I was only getting a quote just to make sure that they were being honest on their price. I was going to go with them. I had already made up my mind. That's why I told you several times I didn't want to waste your time because I wasn't going to use you. Yeah. She's like, but I went online and looked at his reviews and 50% of his reviews were poor. 100% of your reviews are good. Yeah. And so she's like, even though my neighbor was happy and I hoped I would have got a, it just didn't give me enough confidence to go with them. Yeah. So I decided to go with you. And and you know, similar stories like that have happened time and time again. And and it just it comes down to really do what you say you're gonna do. And then if if you have an unsatisfied customer, just ask them point blank, what, what do you want? What will make you happy? Yeah. What do I have to do for you to leave me a five star review? Yeah. And I let them know that's my goal. My goal is for you to leave me a five star review. And and sometimes you pay for it. You know, i got to spend 300 bucks or 500 bucks or something like that to do this or do that. Yeah. Uh, and and own my mistakes. If it's my mistake, if I messed it up, I'm going to pay for it. I'm not going to try to pawn it off or give some excuse and try to push that on to, to them. Yeah. Uh, I own I own my mistakes and, and uh, I pay for them. But uh, treating your customer like that, I think is uh, it makes them feel important. It makes them feel like this guy really wants to do a good job. He's He's... Genuine. He's authentic. He, he really wants this. And, and people trust that. People believe that. So what would you, uh,
0: is is that what you would say is the main contributor to how many, just your customer base? Is that how you get most of your customers is through word of mouth and, and your reviews? Or is there another way that you get most of your business?
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't. Right now, I don't advertise at all other than so the company that hosts my website, they do some SEO work, okay. some AdWords, some different things like that. So, yeah. and that's all included in my package that I pay and all of that stuff, which isn't very expensive at all. So there's a little bit of that, a little bit of SEO work on it from my website that gets me to pull up on on uh, you know the first few pages. But the biggest contributing factor is is I think two things is is what customers have told me. Number one, my reviews. Mm there um, they're, they're well written reviews yeah they're educated people they talk about me personally they talk about my employees personally and and how personable we were how we helped out in the design and I I didn't script any of that I didn't ask tell them what to say I didn't suggest what they say those are all genuine reviews um, that, that's been the biggest thing and then also if you go on my website you you see a picture of my family on there. You see my story. And I, I tell a little bit about working for my dad and 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 some of the things that he taught me.
0: Yeah. And I've
1: had so many people say, I loved your story. I loved what you wrote on there. It was very personal. Man. Despite doing really
0: well, he's done so by learning from his mistakes. And every single
1: entrepreneur out there makes mistakes. And it's all about our attitude and how we approach things. You know, like with the last fiasco we, we had with almost going into business with my neighbor, sharing the showroom. She do do don't you regret that? And I'm like, no. I learned. I learned from that. And it actually motivated me. It, it, it made me, oh, yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. I mean, I, I had, it lit a fire underneath me. you yeah. know. So I, I used that. Uh, in fact, uh, well, what's that? Uh, uh, there was a comedian or an actor. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, he's, a, he's a British actor. I just can't think of his name. But yeah. he said that he was taught in the acting world to use the difficulty. Mm. Uh, So when it comes to improvisation, if you walk into a chair, use it in what you're doing, use the difficulty, use it for your good, use it part of the act, use it, like just go with it, use it. What can you learn from this? How can you apply this to what you're doing? Use the difficulty. I love that saying, use the difficulty, because that's really what I've tried to do. And I look back, not that I, not that I went in thinking, Oh, I'm going to use this experience at the time. I'm like, Oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah. But as I look back, I'm like, what can I learn? What am I not going to do? What am I going to do? That's that first job where I had to replace all that fascia. I'm I'll never repeat that mistake again. Yeah. You know, and and I'll I'll make sure of it. And so you, you just have to learn from the difficulty. It's just, it's, it's one of the thousand ways you learn how to not do it. It's so true.
0: Yeah. And, and it's total. it's all about attitude and how you solve the problem. It's Uh, It just reminds me when I have a client and, and you know how your relationship with a different, like every client is a little bit different, right? Sometimes they are your absolute best friend and sometimes they reach out to you for a problem. You solve it for them. And then there, it's just, there's a disconnect and there's just like a quick thank you. Bye. And it just depends on the person and the personality but one thing that happens, whenever there's a problem that happens, I get excited in a way because I'm like, man, now is my time to shine. And like I can really show right. how awesome of a worker I am and and how good I am at this. And uh, I'm not necessarily excited that they're experiencing a problem, but I just have to have that attitude of, okay, this is where I show my value. This is cool. And when you no, fight through and, a hard and thing, and then that's – it's rewarding. That's why you'll be
1: successful. Yeah. Right there. Well, right there. I, I, I'm, I'm going to prove myself. <laughs> yeah. My my integrity was just questioned. Therefore, I am going to prove myself. Yeah. When you have that attitude, that you're going to, instead of being offended, yeah. how dare they? I can't believe they said, I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm angry they asked me to do that. No. Gets you fired prove up. Them. Prove them wrong. Yeah. Prove them wrong. Totally. Every time you'll be and,
0: successful. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, and a, a big lesson that has recently occurred to me is that I have to do that with myself too, to prove to myself that I am a high quality person. Because when I, when I encounter a problem for myself, I can either wallow in my pity or I can say, all right, Cole, this is your time to prove it to yourself that you can do this. And because you don't really know how much you can do until you try to push that limit. And, and, uh, and, and it's, that's a much harder thing. It's easy to prove it to clients, yeah. but it's hard to prove it to yourself. No, sometimes.
1: no, you you hit the nail on the head. That's that's one thing I'm grateful for. for my wife, she mm-hmm. reminds me that all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, she'll I'll tell her, "Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm doing." Blah 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 blah, blah. And she'll be like, "Good for you. Good for. Look at you. Look that's at what awesome. you did there. Look look at you. How you you like? I'd be pissed off about that. You know. She she takes it as like that's the exact opposite of how I would have reacted. But good for you for doing that. Like she. She sees that, you know, it's like, even if I get frustrated with my employees Oh, yeah. and I'll be like, oh, they did exactly what I told them to do or something <laughs> stupid like that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and she'll, she'll remind me all the time. She's like, Michael, you know why they, if, if they knew what you knew, they wouldn't work for you. You have to remember that if they knew what you knew, they would not work for you. That's so true. You have to come to some slack. And I'm like, ah, got me again. All right, fine. Have a better attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, but now realizing mm. realizing what you're uh what you're capable of and you're like yeah, it's it's okay to give yourself one of these it is yeah you did good you did that you, you, you got you, you went over that that was a hard thing and and uh you handled it well and that's uh you know i i recently had a customer where we had a, a disagreement on some stuff and and uh he, he got really really petty and, and personal and, and mm. uh questioned my integrity verbally in, in text mm. and uh, really got after me. And it, it's something I easily could have been offended or lashed back out or, oh yeah. And I didn't, it was just a matter of fact. I reverted to the contract. The contract says this, this is, this is what it is. This is what we're going to do. Here's what I can do for you. Yeah. And uh, I didn't, I didn't take the bait of him trying to insult me or make things personal. I, I refuse to get on that level with with customers. Uh, it's, I try to maintain absolute professionalism. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'm going to extend kindness just to show him that he's wrong. Yeah. I'm getting excited. Oh yeah, I'm going to show him. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, and, okay. And uh, it's it's. <clears throat> I know. I, I like that. That, uh, that that's that's what you got to do uh, to to get that fire uh, lit up underneath you, I guess.
0: Yeah, totally. Thank goodness for awesome partners like our wives that can
1: yeah. <laughs> help us see it
0: sometimes. Cause it's not always easy to see it in the moment. Uh, no. When you have the attitude of not proving it to yourself or proving it to your client. Um, but yeah, man. Well, if anyone listening to this needs a kitchen remodel in Naples, Florida, a link is going to be below (laughs) for you to get in contact with Mike and Mike. Is there anything else that you guys do other than kitchen remodels and cabinetry and, and all that, any other services you guys offer?
1: All all types of interior remodeling. We do full condo and house renovations, Uh, anything interior, anything interior at all. That's what we do. Uh, I make my own custom cabinetry. Uh, I've got a big, large CNC machine. We're able to do some, some pretty fun things. A lot of the smaller guys can't do
0: well cool yeah there will be a link in the description below if you want to get in touch with mike and um mike thank you so much for doing this man I really oh appreciate cool it. i appreciate
1: the opportunity this is this has been fun yeah, it was way
0: fun i can't tell you how grateful i am that you listened all the way through this is a brand new channel and every little thing means a lot it's actually doing a lot better than i anticipated and for that i'm grateful and also since it's so new It would mean a ton if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen and also like and subscribe the video on YouTube if you're watching it. Until the next time, my name is Cole Tanner. This is Mentor Mountain. We'll see ya.